and welcome to another episode of snap decisions the youtube version this is your host with the most the dj of marvel snap i am joined today and i'm honored to have him by gunny t gunny welcome to the show man i'm really really happy that you were able to come on uh really glad to have you here uh, gunny and i were talking on uh, on x twitter whatever you want to call it a little bit uh, but i'm happy to have you man thank you for so uh, so much for joining me Hey, Joe, thanks for having me on. I was, you know, I was really excited whenever I was talking to you on the different discords and stuff. And I mentioned, you know, I was going to start some content creating and you asked me to be on here. And it was I was really proud to, you know, be requested that somebody values my opinion. So thanks for having me. Thanks for your listeners for listening to me talk for a little bit. I'm, I'm real excited about, you know, doing a recording tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same here, man. Same here. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. Um, we're going to go over some stuff that maybe we have not gone over on my show prior, which is very cool. Uh, so if you don't know, uh, Gunny's got a lot of experience with uh, past card games. He's played Magic similarly to me, um, but he has come up with some things that are actually his newest YouTube video. When did you put your video out now? How long has it been? Ooh, I think it was on last Thursday. So it would have been about four days ago now, five days ago, four, four okay. days ago. It was right before I recorded with the, um, with the, how can she snap brothers? I wanted to make yes. sure I had something out right before, <laughs> you know, we, we put that one together. Those guys are great, man. I, uh, I had a ball with them on their show. They're, they're awesome. Oh, they're so much fun. Oh man. Especially that pictures thing that they do at the end with the guest, the guest, the yeah. deck. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is phenomenal. Um, and I love it. I mean, being an older guy, I love their, the, they have like an eighties flair on their show, which they is sure do. fantastic, man. I absolutely, that that's right up my alley. That was the era I grew up in. So, um, you had, you have a deck that is out there now. I mean, it's been mentioned across a lot of platforms at this point. Um, and I have played it myself. It's a very, very good deck that you came up with. Uh, and it is called the big, oh my God, I have it right in front of me too. The, where are we? Come on. Big dumb idiots. Big dumb idiots. The big dumb yep. idiots. Yes. Um, it's a really cool concept and a really good deck and it works really, 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 really well. I mean, you know, you have a lot of decks that just like to go higher than others, especially with the meta that we came off of with blob and everything like that. So tell me a little bit about the deck. How did you come up with, how'd you come up with this deck? I mean, you have the armor in there, you have the Cosmo in there, which is very good by the way, against destroy. You oh, literally yeah. right wipe now, out destroy after. with that deck. Yeah. So how did you come up with the idea? Well, I'll start. We got some audio listeners here. I'll just break down the, the deck list real quick. We got yep. zero armor, 
Quake, Maximus, Cosmo, Gladiator, Warpath, Atuma, Ronin, Blob, Scar, and Destroyer. Um, so that's the deck. That's 12 cards put together. I had seen a mix of about half these cards put together in one place by uh, a, a it was actually featured on the Snap Judgments um, YouTube show is an Ika deck, but he was using zero to uh, cancel out the negative abilities of uh, Atuma, as well as I think um, Red Skull was in there at the time. There was still armor uh, to back things up with Cosmo uh, nulling out the ability of the, the Destroyer. So th those were some of the cards that were in there. Um, from there, I remember Lambie um, talking about with gladiators buff up to a three, eight, it just being the best stats for value. So like gladiator is just a good card. It doesn't matter the, the downside of it um, because it's just a good card. It has the most stats. So I thought to myself, like I really enjoyed playing this Ica deck before, but it just seemed a little bit undertuned. Um, so we got a buff to Maximus with it becoming a two, six uh, gladiator buff. And then scar came out. And I think scar was really the missing piece here. Um, we had all these big dudes that are already in the deck. Um, and on a, on a turn six, if we could reduce the cost of Scar effectively, then we could put out massive amounts of power on the final turn. So it was just all, all those pieces kind of put together and, and it just, it kind of ended up working. I tested a lot of different things, um, had some other folks that were, you know, putzing around with it. Um, I took a look and no nerf herder did, um, a video that on, on a very similar deck, um, Joe, Jeff Oakland, he made a, you know, something very similar along the same lines, but this is the, the list that I kind of fell on and, and I've had the most success with. I've climbed up to top 500 on the post and inf infinite ladder with this deck. So I know it can be successful. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I got stuck a little bit on my journey uh, this month. I, I, You guys all know, I've been talking to you on the podcast about it, uh, the Galactus journey that I took from 30 on up to, and I made it all the way up to 80 with the deck. And then once I get to like 83, 84, I kind of got stuck with it a little bit. People were playing a lot higher. They were going a lot taller than my deck could compete mm -hmm. with and, and stuff like that. So I started playing your deck a little bit. And uh, like you had mentioned, and I've listened to, you know, I've listened to you talk with, uh, with some other, on some other shows and obviously you and I just chatted um but you one of the things that stood out for me is one of the things you said about you know you mentioned getting to know you really have to know your deck um I, a lot of times I switch decks and I think that could be a mistake on my part for doing that because I get frustrated sometimes with a deck thinking ah, I'm just losing and losing and losing and then right away I give up on it I'm comfortable with Galactus because I played it so much over the, the yeah. you know the past year of snap so um but you know I that and you're absolutely you're 100 right when you talk about that because I when I played it um looking around and, and trying to just get used to the play lines a little bit took me a little while. But once I did that and I started playing it more and more, uh, I started to understand where you got to go with the cards. You can make mm -hmm. mistakes with it easy. Like if you, you, you're sometimes tempted to play Maximus very early because you yeah. get that out and you're like, yeah, I want to stick that out there, but that you're just helping your opponent in that case. Yeah. So, the only time you use that is if you have to get priority into a lane, uh, the, like the black cat or the castle, Blackstone, you forgetting that energy. Like I'll take that energy and give them two cards. It'll be fine. I'll make up for it later. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so it's a great deck, man. You've you've been featured now on uh I saw Regis's video talked about it today. That's amazing. Yep. Uh, I know Glazer has mentioned it on his video on Snap Judgments as well. Uh yep, so Snap man, Judgments this found it. Uh I think it was 19 now now 20 days ago. So you know, if you it's Glazer is always at the forefront of 
of deck creation and oh metagame gosh. shifts. So any, this is a, a nice plug for the snap judgment, but like that show is he's got it going on. He really does. He's a, he's a great dude. And he, he joined me um, two videos ago. He, he was the one who kind of reached out to me and just said to me, Hey, you need any help or anything like that? Um, you know, I'll come on your show. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, cause I'm used to watching his videos and I'm like, really, you want to yeah. come on my show? And I'm just this, you know, I'm just getting started with this stuff. So yeah, he's a great dude. And he does a lot of work, man. I don't know how he does it. My wife's a teacher too. So the fact that he's a teacher and then he does that during the day. And then he does a, a video every single day of the week and he does stuff on weekends. I'm like, dude, I don't know how you do it, but all right. So let me start back here. And I know I started at the deck and stuff like that. And we'll come back to that a little bit, but tell me a little bit of your background. I know prior to the show, we were talking about magic and we'll, we'll get into that. But first it, tell my listeners um, a little bit. First of all, you know, we were talking about Glazer. Gunny is in the military. So I don't know how you do it either. I think to myself too, and he's active in the military. So, um, man, you, you've got a lot on your plate as well. So how you have time to find to, to do all this stuff and, you know, me being a casual player. And I think to myself, geez, I don't play because of my job. Most cases, you know, I work in retail, so I have weird hours and stuff like that. And, you know, till I get home and stuff, but, but then I'm thinking like, well, these other guys find time to do it. It almost makes me think, geez, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I think it really comes down, you know, everyone has their, their releases. Um, mm -hmm. For me, one of the, the stress relievers I have is getting myself into a, not only a game, but a community as well. Um, whenever I was doing Magic the Gathering very heavily, I was part of something called the Alliance of Military Magic Players, which was an organization that helped bring military members as they're traveling around the world together so they can find groups to play Magic the Gathering with. Um, so that was a big community thing there. And then, I, I, you know, my hobbies have have ebbed and flowed i found marvel snap and really dove into this community so it just gives me a nice release that isn't you know focused on military things nice all right very good uh, so i guess um, that's where a lot of that energy comes from nice okay how when did you start playing snap i started playing snap at the very end of dakin season so it's been about five months now okay all right Okay. So you haven't really even, yeah, I mean, I, I started maybe about a month or so after beta. I didn't get to play in beta, but I started about a month or so after beta. So you haven't even really been playing that long and you're up to 500 on infant ladder. So man, you're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, kind of going into our history here. Um, I, I did play magic the gathering for 25 or have played for 25 years. I still play oh, you know, wow. commander okay. with my friends and whatnot, but I'm a magic the gathering judge. Um, so I understand games quite a bit. Um, after, you know, I played, magic online which was the the very old school old, way to play magic old yeah yeah um yeah, so that was my first it. digital card game if you want to call it that and then i jumped in the hearthstone as soon as it popped off i think in 2014 yeah i played that pretty much on and off until really kind of recently um i played magic i was in the open beta for magic arena nice. and played that for a while ended up stopping that one and then jumped into you know marvel snap so I understand games quite well, you know, what kind of works with games, uh, what you're looking to do, card advantage, those kind of things. My, my brain already wraps around quite well. Nice. Okay. And I mentioned, I remember you told me in a conversation we had, you were doing tabletop stuff too, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I've done, I have another YouTube channel for a tabletop game, which is pretty much playing uh, with Hot Wheels cars. You turn them into Mad Max cars and fight them against each other. And then That's some D&D cool. &D stuff as well. Uh, that, that kind of tabletop 
stuff. I, it's really gaming is a really big in the military community. I, I think a lot of folks really do use it as a release to get away from, you know, the it, it's all fantasy, right? It's, it's fake world. So yep. we do a lot of real world stuff that is yeah. you know, sometimes a little difficult. So let's go play fantasy somewhere. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I can I definitely can understand that. Um, it's funny. The people that I've talked to so far on my show, a lot of them have backgrounds in D&D as well. I And I played, oh, my gosh, I played D&D. 1984, <laughs> 83, 84, um, when the sets were still in cardboard boxes. You go to a yeah. bookstore and you'd buy the sets in the cellophane cardboard boxes. They had a couple manuals in there. One was a DM manual, one was a player's guide, and then you had sheets of paper that you'd make up your characters on. Uh, you know, yeah. have a logo for your character. So I've played D&D a long way back. I can many a, many a summer I can remember sitting at our picnic table in our backyard with a bunch of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons. So it's funny on it's funny how that stuff comes from there. Um what what got you to look at Snap? Now I know, you know, you have a card game background obviously. So yep. was it the card game background that attracted you to the game or was it the property of Marvel because you hear different things from different people. I got into it because I was a big Marvel fan, but also I played a really big money grab game a few years back called Marvel Battle Lines, which yep. really re talking about that anymore. Your yeah. previous cast. Yeah. And it was, uh, it, it was, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I just liked it because it was Marvel, but it was a definite money grab, but what brought you into snap? So I'll tell you the truth. Um, I just recently moved from Okinawa, Japan, where I was stationed for three years, um, and I had to pack up my entire household. So that included my Magic the Gathering cards. I was, you know, really big, and I had a good Magic the Gathering community there. Uh, but whenever I packed up all of my cards, I I wanted to fill that um, that gaming itch, and I was already out of Magic Arena at this point, um, and I was kind of looking for something different. My uh, my brother in law actually turned me on to. Um, Marvel Snap is a game that he has been playing since the beta, and he just said that my, something I might enjoy. So I tried it out, and I just kind of immediately fell in love. It has very quick, fun gameplay. It's very rewarding until you get to that series three grind. But <laughs> it is it is rewarding gameplay. Yeah. If you had to, and I know I've asked uh, I've asked a couple other guys when I was on the uh, the Kid Snap podcast, I asked them to. Mm -hmm. If you just thought just to go off that topic, because you mentioned series three and you're you're newer from series three than I am. Yeah. So if it's you were. Yeah, right. If you were a dev, how would you change series three? Just out of curiosity. Hmm. So there's really two options I think you can go for. Um, one thing I really enjoyed about um, Hearthstone is they ended up coming up with this like it, it was a money thing. You had to pay money, which I'm not really adverse to. But at some point you were able to buy basically uh, a a starter deck that was still good. It was a meta deck for a certain amount of money. Maybe it's, you know, 20, 30 bucks and it's not going to be the highest win rate best deck, but uh, I heard KM actually talking about it today on oh, okay. one of his, um, his podcast, but he was talking about, you know, Shuri, um, destroy and not Shuri, excuse me. Um, no, Shuri is a good, good example, but let's say Shuri destroy, um, maybe, um, the infinite uh she not deck like those those three decks you know there's probably a couple other there they're really kind of basic like um they're they're not winning tournaments but they're still very good played decks and they come and ebb and flow out of the um out of the meta so yep. if there was an option to just be able to like laser focus somehow either like hey pay us 20 bucks and you get the deck 
or maybe mm. it's um, I can then click this button and that's where my series three um, focus is going to go as I unlock my cards. That way that in a short amount of time, you get a playable deck to help you get through the grind of the rest of series. A. I think that would really help a lot. Um, so that's, that's a money way to do it. Another way to do it would be just to, you know, reduce some of the cosmetic things that we're getting in our, um, in our caches mm. during that series three grind. As we add more and more cards to series three, it's only going to take longer and longer. So I don't know, maybe it's a, a tiered system in the first, I don't know, 1000 ranks or something. You're only getting series three cards or it's double the rate of series three cards. Um, something like that. That's a good idea. I mean, I, I like the uh, the deck idea. I, I've often said, like, even if they, I get it, their release schedule is going to be what it is. You know, now they upped it to another card, so we're going to get a little bit more cards every month. But, uh, you know, unlike other games that you mentioned, whether it be Hearthstone or Magic and stuff like that, they do things a lot differently. They drop sets, like, every three months sometimes mm -hmm. or every two months. But... At the beginning there, like you were saying, if you could give would give someone like a, you know, and I'm just trying to think when I was going through the process, the grind and stuff like that the first time. Now, I started a free to play account just to see to what it would yeah. be like again to go through it. I did. And where you get stuck is when you start getting into series three, even on ladder. It's very difficult to climb if you don't have the right cards. Yeah. Um, you're going up against these guys who have like a destroy setup where it's it's, you know, it's all set to go. They've got the cards they need. They have the venom, the carnage you know, and you just don't have it. So if you can choose, it's a great idea. If you can choose like a deck yep. to go that, yeah. Wow. That's a great idea. I Maybe love instead of um, the, the, the free series three card each month, maybe it is a free series three card. And also like, those are the, the like the decks that that goes in are going to be what you open for a little while. Oh, I don't know. Wow. So the laser focus that way, just yeah. to help folks, instead of building a, a, a random collection of series three cards, I remember here, here's a great example. I remember yep. I had watched early on, didn't really know what I was doing. I had watched a, a, a Patriot deck. I really liked it. Wow. This Patriot deck seems really good. <laughs> it's not. But at the time, I thought it looked really cool. It was yeah, something I wanted that. to do. So, like, I am, I saw it in the shop, and I immediately grabbed Patriot. Like, sweet. I didn't have another deck. Like, and I didn't have any of the cards that went with Patriot. I yep. didn't, and I don't think I opened Brood until like the last month of my Series <laughs> Three climb. So I got That's... this Patriot that sat there and did nothing yep. for forever. And I was already running a Destroy deck at this point. You know, with slight modifications, but I had a Shuri deck at this point. Like, before I even ever got to use my Patriot that I wish I would have oh, you know, used uh, to get something different. Yep. yep. And there's a lot of folks, you know, folks that are listening to podcasts and folks that are watching YouTube videos. Like those folks aren't really making the same mistakes that uh, the people who just play on their mobile is. So what is that grind like for people who don't know what they're doing at all? It's got to be difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the thing. You know, this game started off as a mobile game and that's that's where they, you know, that that's what they what they put their efforts into. Now it's gone to computer. Um, and so, you know, they got a little bit more of an audience with the computer part of it, but they still say their bread and butter is the mobile game. But it's just, you know, it just seems like one of the big pain points uh, from people that this is starting and just not being able to catch up.
Um, yeah. For as many people out there that are collection complete and stuff like that and have every card, and then for them to start the game and come in, yeah, I don't know. I, I like your ideas. It just seems it, it seems like that needs something uh, in order to because man, it's great when you get stuff as a as a current player that that you know you've been playing for months and months. It's great to get things, but when you don't keep those starter players happy, mm-hmm. it's not good for the game overall. Yeah, and it, again, I think there should be some kind of way that doesn't eliminate the grind from somebody who wants a free to play. Um, right. But but I don't know, hammer on your whales. If yeah. somebody wants to join the game and say like, I want to play this meta deck, like let them. I don't know how much that costs, but yeah. let them. Yep. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it's even an option of only unlocking the series three cards for some of those decks. Like, hey, I, you know, here is for this amount of money, you're going to get all the cards for. Uh, you know, the Shuri deck besides, you know, the series five card or something. Yeah, I like it. I hope that I hope. Well, that there's no way a dev is listening to my <laughs> podcast, but I hope they <laughs> that'd idea. be awesome. That's Throwing awesome. Ideas out there. I love it, man. I love it. So I want to talk to you about this week's card because uh, Grandmaster, um, this card was so hyped, so yeah. hyped. So many people hyped this card up saying it's going to be one of the best cards ever in Marvel Snap and all this kind of stuff. The play rate and the win rate isn't really showing that that's the case. Um, what are your opinions? On, because I'll be honest, the decks I tried it in, sure. I had it in a Wong deck. Yeah, it works wonderful in a Wong deck. But, you know, to me, there's a deck or two, Wong, Destroy, um, maybe a couple others that it does really well in. But other than that, I'm, I'm, I found myself many times with the card in my hand, could either couldn't play it because the lane was full or you know, had no play for it. it ended up the only card I had to put down there and it's a two zero. So what do no. you, what do you think of grandmaster? And also, you know, looking at some of these cards, like often people do when a new release card is going to come out, they get excited about it. They watch their favorite content creators to hear them talk about it yeah. and they get fired up, you know, because, you know, and then usually the content creators will play it the first day and they'll kind of show people what it's like. This card though, to me seems two things. One, it seems like it's going to be good down the road maybe a little bit too it also kind of seems as what i call i refer to this on my show as a big brain card sure yeah There's yeah a lot of big brain decks it's, it's so and and i often say and i joked with i've joked about it today i said because some cards just make my brain hurt like move makes my brain hurt yep I, when I, I look at a move deck i'm like <laughs> bounce I, I just, oh my yeah. gosh bounce well, is another one i was watching lambie's stream in the, uh yesterday i think it was he was playing the the, the bounce deck and it was yep. insane he's so good man <laughs> he's so good at the game um yeah i've i've I watched him in the tournament the last big tournament that they showed yep um oh my gosh he's just so good uh but yeah they they really are but what did what did you think of grandmaster did you get a chance to play around with it a little bit what did what did you think of the card yeah, I did play around with it some. Um, I didn't really find a whole lot of success with it, but I do yep. want to say to concur with what you said is Grandmaster is a fantastic card. I, anybody who has Grandmaster or opened from, from Grandmaster, don't be sad. It's day might not be today, but every single card that is printed and says the words on reveal on it are going to have to answer the question, does Grandmaster break it? Mm. So. Yeah. I don't know, you know, if it hasn't found its light yet. There are some homes that have made, you know, some decks better. Here's the real thing. I've noticed that there are some decks that um, when it happens, it's really powerful. And other times, you know, it doesn't necessarily work. But then there are 
are some decks people were trying to almost force it inside of. Uh, I remember I played it in I, I played it in a, a Darkhawk deck, um, and it was going I think a little bit too hard into the on reveal package. Mm. It played both Zabu and Ravona Renslayer, um, and it and it had no tech in it. There was no answers to anything. So there were times where I was holding Grandmaster like, oh, I could put a couple of rocks in her deck, but I also just wish this was a Shadow King. Yep. So yeah. um, I think there there's some situations like that, too, where people are forcing it in places where they could probably benefit better from it just being a tech card um, because it's almost like a win more. Like it, my deck's already doing its thing well. Let me make it do weller. And that's not a word, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to win. I, I'm winning. And it's, it's a term taken from a lot of different other games is, is called win more which is if your deck's doing the thing this makes it do the thing even more which Better. is that good like i don't know you don't you know winning a lane by one is still winning a lane i don't yeah. need to win a lane by 100 that actually makes no sense i would rather have that power elsewhere yep yeah yeah that's a good point i use them a little bit in the dark there's a dark hawk deck uh that's out there now that's floating around i was playing dark hawk again myself uh, the last couple of days and mm -hmm. It does work well in there because if you it even can. if you use it with a Korg or a Rock Slide uh, or a Black yeah, or, Widow, or it really matter. works is with a Black Widow, right? The Black Widow's nasty. I, and again, yeah. I was going, I was going way deep, so I was like Black Widow, Absorbing Man, and Grandmaster oh, to do like man. three turns in a row. And I think it was just, maybe the <laughs> maybe the Absorbing Man should have just been a Shang Chi. You're not drawing for three straight turns. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's when, uh, when that happens, you win. Oh, but... no doubt. Yeah, that's nasty. I didn't have Absorbing Man in there, but yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> So I think oh. that it's still looking for a home, but it, I think for it's just not a card that you are going to miss having. I think the unfortunate part is, is something's going to come out. It's going to break it. People are going to not mm. have gotten it. I don't want to force people to go out and get it. Um, but there are going to there's going to be a deck that comes out and you're like, oh, man, that Grandmaster looking real good right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty. Yeah, it, it probably well, like you said, the on reveals are it's the most, it's the most uh, of the cards in the game are on reveals. Yeah. And, so. and I think a big thing here, too, is let's let's take a difference between uh, Grandmaster and maybe a card like Celine. Um, so Celine has a, a very particular use. You want to, you know, use it to decrease your opponent's cards. You're probably using it with goblins or yep. before it got a change, you're using it with a Nihilus, right? There's a very particular deck it wants to go inside of. Yep. Um, this upcoming March, um, when we are sorry, is it February? We're doing all the discard stuff, right? There's a bunch yeah, of discard. Yeah, yeah, Black so Order next if month. If you like yeah. discard, then those are great cards. If you don't like discard, then those cards don't speak to you. Grandmaster goes in like anything. Do you like on reveals? Like, because I like on reveals, those go in yeah. any deck. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's true. I, I try to, you know, I mean, a lot of the larger creators will give their advice and they'll tell people whether they think they should get it or not. Drew Barry does such an amazing job with his snapper pass videos and stuff like that. He's usually the guy I watch. Um, I have, I'll give my advice uh, to people sometimes with what my advice means according to what anybody else does. But, um, but yeah, it's, you're right. You know, a lot of times with these cards, they look tremendous and then they don't end up being what they thought it sure, was going to yeah. be so I, I think a lot of times it's just good advice maybe for people especially who don't have now me i, I mean i have i'm collection complete i've got mm -hmm. uh i've got tokens and stuff lying around and i've got caches enough saved up if you don't you're probably better off to just wait a little bit and just see yeah how I the decks how the how it's being played right here's an important part so it really kind of depends on where you are with your collection level. Like I'm not collection complete. I'm pretty close. I think I'm missing maybe 11 cards or so. Okay. Um, 
So I still have some to collect, but I have the basics, right? I've, I've gotten my Zabus, I've gotten my Iron Lads, I've gotten my Jeffs. So uh, I know KM did a video recently ranking all of the tier four and five cards. Uh, one of uh, Glazer's recent videos from Snap Marvel Snap Zone, uh, or sorry, Snap Judgments, excuse me. Uh, he rated a bunch of the cards. And I really think focusing on some of those broader brush strokes is probably a better place to be. Once you have gotten those, that's when you start focusing on some of the other cards, right? So if you don't have Zabu and Darkhawk, that's that's a great place to start if you want to do any kind of mid-range stuff because those cards go hand in hand and they go in so many different packages. Um, speaking of packages, you know, Sentry and Annihilus going together. If, if you yep. like to do that kind of thing, that's where you want to be. Uh, if you like Discard, you need to get Modoc. If you like Destroy, you need to get X-23 and Null. So if you know, focusing on those packages that actually make decks is where you need to start before dabbling in things that make decks better. Does that make sense? Mm, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very true. And uh, it's it's good advice and it's good for people. Like I said, people that are playing that aren't collection complete and stuff like that and they want to play certain decks. Yeah, absolutely. It's great advice for that. Um, So... Grandmaster, now we'll we'll turn our attention to um we've got a card coming up in a few days. Well, actually tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Beta card Ray Bill. Coming out tomorrow. Beta Ray Bill. Um it, <laughs> he looks like Thor part two to me. Uh essentially very, very similar to uh what Thor is. And uh I'm pretty excited about the card myself because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna end up just playing a, a crazy probably Thor's deck. Because it's going to work with regular Thor. It's going to work with Lockjaw, like we used to see that with uh, with Jane Foster and stuff like that, and all the hammers flying around. You can play him with a Thor. I mean, he would work with Grandmaster as well. So are you... I mean, now you being not collection complete, so mm -hmm. are you... Well, what, do, you do you know the history of Beta Ray Bill? Like, where, where does he come from? Dude, I do. Uh, so... Started in a comic book, geez, back in 1983. He is what they call a Corbamite. Um, he's an eight from, uh, and the, the, the name of the planet is Corbin. Uh, so <laughs> he's, um, he's a, started as a Thor enemy, actually. Um, he was the first creature or thing really to be able to hold Mjolnir. Uh, no one was ever able to hold Thor's hammer before. Now we saw in some of the MCU films, obviously that whole thing with Captain America, where they all, you know, they were all in a party, him and Iron Man, they all tried to lift his hammer and couldn't. And then Cap finally lifted it in Endgame and was able to use it. Uh, so he was able to lift the hammer. Now the thing was, he was made as a villain and he okay. kind of started as a bad guy. Uh, so, uh, he and Thor had a fight in that comic book and then it turned around that, you know, he ended up being a good guy and then he ended up getting his own hammer. So nice. that's where Stormbreaker comes okay. in. And they changed the lore of that a little bit in the MCU. Obviously Stormbreaker was Thor's and Thor went and got the Stormbreaker hammer, uh, in Endgame to, or in Infinity War rather to beat Thanos. Um, the artist who drew him was Walt Simonson was his name. Very famous uh, uh, writer and artist for Marvel back in the day. And he had said um, he wasn't sure what he wanted to make him look like a monster, mm -hmm. but he didn't know exactly what he wanted. So he started with a horse head. Okay. And so he's like, all right, I have the horse head. And he said, but how do I make the horse head look like a monster? Horses aren't monsters. <laughs> yep. And he said, so he kind of gave it the slit mouth a little bit yeah. that he did. Okay. And that's how it ended up. Uh, and then, he wore the same exact outfit Thor did. So the red, the blue, the plates yeah. and stuff on his chest, same outfit, same boots, the yellow and black striped boots. 
And he got hate mail literally because people were saying, how could you make this guy bad? He's now got Thor's hammer. Thor's a good guy. Uh, how could you make this dude bad? And uh, it's funny though, because, you know, after that comic came out and, and he's been, he never really had his own series, but he's been in a lot of team up comics. So he's been in some stuff with the Avengers. He's been in some stuff with uh, the guardians of the galaxy. Probably most recently is where he yep. shows up. So a lot of the space stuff. Um, but now he's become like a cult character. People love him now. And it's it's crazy because he's never really been in a movie. He's been in some of the Marvel animated stuff over the years. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people are hoping or they were hoping he would be in the last Thor film, but he was not. So maybe he's a character you see soon. I know the only glimpse of him we got in the MCU was in Ragnarok. On the statue, right? On the statue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right next to my boy, Man Thing. Man Thing was right next to him on that statue. So they were both on there. Uh, as, but yeah. as a as a Marvel novice, I love hearing your lore on all this stuff. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> That's that. That's why man. I asked you. My uh, mind so, is filled with useless comic book knowledge. <laughs> oh, man. I felt the same way about Magic the Gathering. I have a, a like, <laughs> knowledge of ma old Magic Gathering cards. All right, so for the audio listeners, uh, Beta Ray Bill, just to refresh everyone, is a four energy, six power... <laughs> Uh, character with an on reveal that says shuffle Stormbreaker into your deck, much like Thor's ability, right? Yep. And Stormbreaker, whenever it comes into play, is a, is a zero energy, one power. Um, it says double Beta Ray Bill's power. So, yep. uh, you know, as the text reads right now, you would play Stormbreaker and he would become a 412. If you're able to add to that with, you know, a, four, uh, a forge or something like that, then he would become a, a four, what is that, 16? 16. So, any way to pump him up would, would add to that. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to double that up. I mean, if you double him up, he's a he's a he's a twenty. What are you a twenty four? Yeah, four twelve, four twenty four. So, right. not bad, not too bad. I mean, where do you think he finds his place? Now, I know, I think Drew Barry was saying, uh, I can't remember if he said snap. I think he said pass on him yep. um, because of the because of the uh, the caches and stuff that are with him too aren't mm -hmm. aren't all that great. You have Elsa Bloodstone who needs a buff and maybe she'll get one. We have an OTA yeah. coming up, so maybe she does. And then you have Galactus who they're not touching that card anymore. I don't think mm -hmm. anytime soon. So uh, now for me, that that's the highlight of my week. I what cannot... are you talking about? Didn't didn't Glenn just say that it could go up to a, a, a seven? <laughs> every context please i tell me, saw that please tell me that this is a possibility in a world <laughs> it's like yes that is a possibility in a world <laughs> I, I yeah <laughs> meaning that no it's never gonna happen uh stop asking me about galactus so um, i will tell you from my personal um feelings towards the card is is i tend to gravitate towards decks that are not reliant upon um certain pieces right so i, I don't do combo very well i just i can't make combos work yeah. um so something like this feels very comboy to me right you probably want to draw i mean the, your ideal basic line is thor and debate ray bill into uh jane foster oh, thor yeah. uh to, to play them both on maybe i don't know something to to do it on turn six and then maybe with a uh, an odin right so you yep. play both of those and you odin and then they're giant yep. um so that that sounds that's magical christmas land uh it and is. what happens when those pieces <laughs> don't actually pan out is you end up with a four six yeah um but there you know if that's people's jam like by all means like i've seen some really cool decks uh, i watched uh a couple of thor decks recently that played lockjaw you know using the hammer mm -hmm. into the lockjaw is seen, mm -hmm. it's a great thing it's not my it's not my type of card and i think this kind of goes into what i was saying earlier when we were talking about grandmaster if 
you enjoy that kind of gameplay, if you enjoy the Thor kind of gameplay, like this is a get like you, you need to get this card because it, it will give you enjoyment. If you don't like that style of gameplay, then it's probably just a pass. I actually love that. And especially for my audience, because I, I tend to, and I've had a lot of people that play the game casually come out and kind of say, well, you know, I kind of, I kind of see a lot of your points. Um, and that's a great shout. I think a lot of people sometimes forget. And I talk about this on my show too. There's there a lot of times you almost get grouped into two different players. There's people that play casually and then there's people that play, you know, they're the ones that are playing infinite. They're the ones that want to get ranked and stuff like that. But the bottom line is you're playing a game to have fun. Just like Mm -hmm. you said, if you're not having fun with it, it's probably not your game. (laughs) So it's just that simple, but I I like that. I like what you said. I think really, I think beta Ray bill will work. Sometimes I'm going to lose to this card. It will happen. Somebody will make a cool deck and it'll do the thing every, you know, however many times uh, maybe it's a good deck it's just not my style of deck so even if it is a good deck it's not a deck that i would be would be playing yep well now that begs the question so what's your good deck what's your Uh, my good decks are just mid-range generally speaking i've done most of my climbing with uh dark different versions of dark hawk and then my big dumb idiots deck this one which i still consider a mid-range right so it's got it's trying to put points on the board and some tech pieces to stop your opponent from doing things and then Hopefully it works at the end. It's normally a, a series of cards that work well in synchronization to each other, but don't necessarily rely on any of the other pieces. Okay. All right. I, um, so um, we also have, as I was saying, oh, well, here, I, I just have to, because you were talking about the Galactus thing a little bit before. I have to read this out real quick. Okay. I don't know if you've ever, did you ever hear of Interrobang? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, he's, he's, he's fantastic. Phenomenal, he's a, dude. Yeah, he's one of the biggest Galactus people I've seen on here besides me. He wrote this just a little bit ago. I was laughing right before I came on with you. Uh, Twas the night before Galactus Day and all through the queue. Not a tech card was played. No Cosmo en route. Locations gave enemies despair. Crimson Cosmos and Space Throne meant nothing played there. And Heralds old and new couldn't help but feel that with one swift play, opponents will kneel. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. He loves Galactus. I do too. I oh, I posted all my Galactus variants that I have, and I literally yep. have every single one, and I have them all split, inked and, and gold. They're all, and I, I showed him, I, I took a picture of all of them, sent them to him, and he goes, uh, yeah, he goes, I got nothing on you. Nice. <laughs> goes, but Good. yeah, yeah, it's fun, dude. I just, I go back to the card just because of when I got it. And I've, yep. I've, I've told this to people many times, but I, I pulled it from a cache very early on, didn't know how the hell to play it. I wish I did because I would have definitely made infinite yeah. at that point. Definitely would have, uh, but I had no. I looked at it. and I'm like, this sucks. Why would you want to blow up two of the locations? Yeah. Um, not knowing. Well, there's Spider Man and there's yep. Professor X out there, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So I, I kind of wasted it, but um, but yeah. I just uh, and and like you said, it's just it's fun for me. I, yeah. I enjoy doing it, and I know maybe people think I'm sadistic, but I enjoy seeing the the stuff blow up. And it's, uh, it's so funny you talking about that, right? So the. the uh galactus players have this um i guess persona that players give them that they're cackling behind their computers <laughs> or behind their screens because they got you at the galactus right a little so a little awful. the funny thing is is most galactus players are going to retreat whenever they are not going to win with the galactus play that is right? correct so that is correct that means most of the time when you lose to galactus it's because they were gonna win Yep. And you don't know how many times you actually beat a Galactus player 
because they didn't get a chance to play their Galactus. Like you are a Galactus player. How often are you sitting across from somebody you're like, well, Galactus, Galactus doesn't work here. I lose. Yep. And I'll be yeah. honest with you. That's probably why I was able to climb with the deck that I had because yeah. it's, it's, you know, you're, you know, you're done. If, if they do something in a lane where you know you can't get that one lane and you're not yep. getting Galactus, now you can screw around with it. I've seen people, they've done the little Shuri trick and, and bring Shuri out of the lane with a ghost spider mm -hmm. or whatever it is, and you can do that kind of thing. I've never gotten into that, but you're right. It's it's just, you know your play lines, and when you don't get it, you're out. So, yeah, and that's, that's you're exactly right. You're, you're leaving and you're losing one cube because yep. you just know you're not going to get your play. So and and so I think you know players just feel really bad when they feel like their entire gameplay up to this point was null and voided. Um, but a lot of that is because they don't know how often they're actually beating Galactus players. Yep. Uh, tell all right. So I, my big dumb idiot deck, one of my favorite plays that I had was I felt like a five head right. You know, yep. Big brain moment. I mean, it really <laughs> wasn't that big brain moment. But one of the cards in that deck is Destroyer. Yep. So I'm playing against Galactus. I've got, uh, you know, he he played into my armor lane because, you know, maybe he was thinking he has an, uh, uh, what did it, an Alioth he could possibly use at some point. Yep. And I have a Cosmo lane, so he obviously can't play there. Yep. So he starts sending these goblins over to me. Uh, I don't know. I, th I think I may have, I had a, a lot of negative power there, right? Yep. Uh, and I'm, I may have had one more. I don't, I don't know. I just, I remember I had a lot of negative power there. So the turn comes for Galactus to come down and, and ruin my day except for i played destroyer in that <laughs> <laughs> wiped out the goblins i've had that done oh man it yep. was so funny i was like I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get galactus here and i have no way to defeat this wait a second if this is the only lane it doesn't matter yeah this guy has 15 power this is back whenever before the buff right yeah so it was just I, I could imagine my galactus opponent just clapping being like yeah man because if you're a galactus player and you get got with some with a move like that i feel like you're like all right, you deserve it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, well, especially now, like if you play, I even I have a I have another deck I've been trying out, and I have Celine in that deck. So if you're mm -hmm. throwing an eleven point Goblin over there, so yep. negative eleven Goblin, and maybe you have the other one there too, that's negative fourteen. Yeah, that's hard to overcome that. Um, and and you know, it's just yeah. But you gotta understand if they do overcome it, like you did with the destroyer, yeah, it's like a tip of the cap. Because what are you gonna do? It's like okay, <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Good job. You 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 solved my puzzle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you beat me. Um, I think it's also the most. Um, it's the it's one of the easiest lines to see. You know when someone's playing it. You yeah. you know the cards. I mean, it used to be, uh, used to be one, turn one used to be Nebula. Turn two was Daredevil. Turn three was usually yeah. Elect or Wave, and then you had Electro. You knew the play line. The secret is just start playing into the lanes that they don't have anything in. Yes, you start yeah. throwing enough power in there, and they're like, oh, I uh, I don't get to use Galactus this game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I uh this the, the deck I have now even has a ghost spider in it to pull people. I, I guess it's the yeah. if you play like Jeff and yep, you could pull Jeff good. over and then you'd have an extra lane to use the Galactus in. So yeah, it's I, it's just fun. I just enjoy the deck. Good. It's fun. I know oh, it doesn't it doesn't, you know, when you get up to certain levels and stuff like that, it's hard, especially when if you're going up against you know really tall decks, decks yep. that go really, really tall. It's it's tough to beat, but yeah, it's fun though. I enjoy it. All right. That said, so we kind of discussed a little bit of this already anyway, but I want to get into 
some of the things that you've been working on because um, I, I'm fascinated by it. Uh, your YouTube channel, you and I talked about this a little bit ahead of time, but um, I want you to tell the listeners that are listening here, uh, what is it that you're you're doing? And I know it's very, very different from some of the other creators out there. So I want, them, I want you to explain kind of what you're doing. I think it's great because it's something that I haven't heard from anyone else say that they were going to do on, on a Snap channel. So can you go into it a little bit as to what you're, what you're doing with your channel? Yeah, I'd love to. So Snap Tactics with Gunny T is all about um, kind of a set of rules that I've come up with that have helped me climb. I mean, we talked about this earlier. I've been playing for five months and I'm in the top 500. I think that's an achievement. Um, and I, I know some other folks would agree. Um, and a lot of that comes from my experience with other games. But I remember there was a couple of level up moments for me where I was like, aha, wow, this this game really makes a whole lot more sense now. I can really bring my knowledge in from other games by just you know fundamentally changing some of my mindsets here. And with the you know the skyrocket climb I had, I I thought that maybe some of these tips would help other people. So it actually all started with um, a post I had seen on the Marvel Snap Facebook group. And someone was just, man, I, yeah, I'm really in it. I, I can't seem to win. What's going on? And I just started typing away. And and uh, I, I sent you a bio for this. Yep. Uh, <laughs> for this I'm going to, I'm going to, it might be a little blurry to the audio users, but uh, here, there we go. Oh, yeah. But the, uh, you know, I, I just over, I, I write everything. Writing helps me think. So as I'm mm -hmm. typing away, I came up with 12 tips that I really thought could help people uh you know i used to help me climb and i thought sharing those might be a good idea so then i uh started making gameplay videos where i'm not like streaming or live talking over my game i'm actually recording games as i'm playing them and then playing them back and then pausing during the the gameplay so i can talk about my thought process and my goal there is that i'm going to use these tips i'm going to talk about them when i'm using them and hopefully help others reach their goals. You know, is your goal, you talked about this earlier, and I think we're going to yep. break this down a little bit later, Joe, but mm -hmm. um, you're, you're, you want to reach 90. There's 500 yep. free gold sitting there at rank mm -hmm. 90, and every player deserves to have it if they want to, right? If you can have fun, maybe use some of these tips. Some of them are pretty easy. Um, and if you use a little bit of discipline, like it, it, uh, this game just became easy to me. That was one of my level up moments was whenever I just figured some of this stuff out and the, and the snap mechanic is the main piece of it mm -hmm. because everybody, if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking at meta reports, you're a good player. Like a lot of players are really good. They know their play lines. You know, they, they have played enough to read, you know, what their opponents are doing, but it's snapping where I really think they are uh, or they're not doing well. Um, so I, I like to kind of talk about that, break it down and hopefully again, just help other people. I, I, you know, I think, well, who was it that said it? I mean, it's, it's an old saying, but somebody said it recently, but it was a rising tide raises all ships, right? Yes. I want other people to get good, reach their goals and just make this game so much more enjoyable. Once people figure out these easy tips. I love that. Um, because again, it's something that you, you know, I, I, I know that you had mentioned, uh, you mentioned Lambie and I, the first time, that I ever saw anything referring to what you were talking about. And I, I oh my gosh, I always forget the name. I really wish I'd remember the name of this poor person's podcast because I've, I've quoted it so many times. But Lammy was on there talking about the psychology of the game. Oh, yeah. Um, and There's he a was YouTube video he does sometimes. Yes. Yeah. He did it with another person, but I, I cannot for the life of me remember who that person was mm -hmm. that did that video. But anyway, he talked about, and, and one of the things that happened to me, and and I, you know, I've told this story before too. The highest I've ever gotten was 99. 
Yep. And it was about maybe four or five months ago. Um, I was right there. And I was playing, and you know, you get to 99, and yeah, people are gonna say, Oh, this is just a silly card game. You get to 99 and you're sitting there with like sweaty palms and fingers, and you're like, Oh my god, I'm gonna get, you know, and you're sitting there and playing that last game and you lose. And I did, and then I lost, I think I lost like it wasn't much, but I lost like two. So I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. So then I'm like, I- I'm gonna keep going because I want to do back. this so much. Yep, I want to do this. So I played again, I lost four cubes. I played again. I lost four cubes. I went down into the mid eighties before I stopped because I just couldn't take, I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not settling for this. I want yeah. to beat this dumb thing and I want to get there. And like Lambie had said, you, you cannot let your emotion get to you and you play like game. a robot. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that quote from him. I mean, I caught myself doing it recently. Um, you know, just <laughs> grasping for straws. It's so funny. Um, you, you mentioned, like my first push to infinite, I felt the same way. I got really close, fell back, got really close, fell back. Now it doesn't feel that way anymore. Um, that that uh, anticipation of making it to infinite, like I know I'm going to do it, so it's yeah. not very difficult. My first push to top ten thousand felt the same way. Top, you know, last month whenever I decided to push to top one k, uh, I felt the same way. I was you know right close to one thousand so many times. Now I've done it, and it doesn't like the other day I was playing, uh, and I dropped back down to like twelve hundred as I was you know pushing. Uh, right now I'm maintaining top five hundred is pretty much where I'm at, but I fell past one thousand, and I didn't feel that way whenever I needed to climb back into one thousand. I've already done it, so it just yep. it, it didn't feel that same way. Like I was still playing like a robot. Um, and then even my push back into top 500 again, like I, I did kind of feel that anxiety, like, can I make it? But then after I did it, like, I didn't feel that same anxiety whenever I was going back into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hundred percent right. And you talking about the snap mechanic. Yes. I mean, that is absolutely, I, I, I could pinpoint a weakness I have at this game. It's a snap mechanic. There's let's no talk about weakness. it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll break down these real quick. Um, I, I don't know if I'll go into full detail um, on my yeah, video. I think you're going to link the video. Uh, I break it down in my first video that way you can really yep. hear about it. But um, what, what I like to say here, and I really live by this, is learning to lose well is the yep. key to winning this game. And, and it really is. Uh, so the first tip here is to know what your big plays are. So you know, if you have a Spectrum in your deck, that's your big play. If you're playing ongoing cards, uh, Tip two is to snap on turns two, three, and four. Um, you you want to do those those quickly um, before forcing someone to run away. Uh, tip three is don't snap because you think you can draw into something better. Like, oh, I don't have a good hand right now. My opponent snapped me, um, so I'm going to stick around to hopefully draw into it. Don't do that. Uh, retreat anyone t- any time someone snaps on turn five. Obviously, this is situational if you have a really good setup, but most likely at that point, they know what you're going to do and they know they can counter it. Uh, try not to snap on turn five for the flip reason. If you if your opponents are retreating properly, they should probably run away. You want to take their two cubes because two is better than one. Um, and then don't stick around just because you have snapped. A lot of players feel like I snapped on turn three. I thought I was going to win this game, and I just did this. I actually, am, I'm going to be using that as one of my videos. Uh, oh, nice. I stuck, okay. stuck through a game because I had I had it was against a destroy uh, move deck. And okay. I had an armor, an armor, and a Cosmo. And I was like, I played them all, and I snapped into it. And then no like, way they I, I didn't draw any of my good cards. I, I just had the tech cards. And I was like, there's no way. And I, it was an eight-cuber. And I don't, I should have left. But my best friend was sitting behind me right here. So I was kind of, you know, talking through him, narrating. I wanted to win the game, whatever. He yep. was talking about how good I was doing, getting all these tech pieces. And I lost. 
because I stuck in a game because I felt like I had to. I had already snapped <laughs> into it. So even I'm still doing this stuff, right? Yep. But yeah, don't stick around in the game. Um. All right. And then can we go to the next yeah, one? Let me see if we have the next slide here. If I just had that. Oh, man. I think I just have the one. My apologies. That's all right. No big deal. I got it right in front of me. Okay. Uh, cool. So tip six is... Um, Sorry, I already we did that one. Tip seven here is uh, yep. don't play through a game just to see if they have the one card to beat you. Uh, the one example I like to give here is is Alioth, right? So if your opponent has priority in two lanes and you, they're playing a lockdown style deck or a deck that you suspect might have an Alioth, um, then you need to retreat because most likely they have the Alioth. There's a 70% chance that you're going to draw any given card in your deck. That's how the math works out for this. Um, so it, even if you're playing conquest or something like, oh, if they, if they don't drop the taskmaster this time on that shurried red skull, mm-hmm. um, then that I'm going to win. Like, nope, most likely they have it. So you should run. All right. And yep. then, um, got tip eight here. Be patient and cl- click retreat later. There's, you know, let's take the Alioth example again. There's a time where they might not have that answer and you, you know, they think that you might win. So you could save a couple cubes there. Um, Tip nine, one of my favorite tips is retreat often and revel in your four and eight cube wins. These make up for three one cube losses or seven one cube losses, uh, you know, their perspective there. Um, So just you want to force your opponent to play into your good hands and retreat when you're not in a good situation. Uh, Tip 10 is don't bluff. I think this is funny that I said this because bluffing is definitely an advanced topic. Uh, Lambie does it all the time. Uh, I was actually bluffed by Lambie. One of the other guys. Yeah. So I was playing him in uh, in top of the ladder and I, it was, he was streaming. So somebody had seen that he bluffed me and I retreated and then they messaged me afterwards. They're like, Lambie didn't have the (laughs) Shang-Chi. But in my experience, uh, you know, climbing throughout the ladders, players don't generally bluff. If they're snapping, it's normally for a reason. Uh, and you could just, you know, honor the bluff there or honor the snaps there. Um, you know, maybe there's a situation where you don't, but they, they generally don't bluff. And then on the same note, until you're really good, like don't bluff snap. It's, yeah. it's probably just not yeah. good. All right. And then tip 11 here is snap before you play your setup piece. A uh, good example of this is armor in a, you know, against a destroy deck. If you can drop your armor clogging up their, you know, their Wolverine destroy or something like that, you want to snap before you make that play instead of after. Because now you've already revealed it and you're not going to get those cubes from your opponent. And then last tip here is to play conquest to test out a deck, uh, you know, test out the learning patterns because it could be really costly to do that on the ladder. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, that last one. Uh, and if you're going to do that, <laughs> go and play Conquest Improving Grounds. And don't, for God's sake, don't don't go in there and, first of all, play the entire game out. And secondly, uh, let's not be playing a lot of High Evo and Hella and all that Improving Grounds. This, so this is where I might disagree with you a little bit, Joe. I've heard you talk about this topic before. Like, I, I definitely do think players should snap, both players snap, on the, the first yeah, the turn of Proving Grounds. If somebody beats you with their high Evo deck because you're testing out some jank, like, cool, bud, go to your next game. Yeah, yeah. You got it. But that is a good place for people to, you know, for instance, Pulse Glazer. He's always putting great decks on his um, on his That's YouTube. True. And whenever yeah. I try that deck out for the first time, I normally start down in the Proving Grounds and just climb up with it however high I can go. Yeah, but, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I definitely don't want to drag out a game against like a really good deck when I'm just testing out some jank. Like, all right, come on, buddy. Yeah, you're playing destroy. Like, this deck's really good. Can you, <laughs> can you just go. Yes, 
Yes, or Hella. I, I, yeah. oh, man, don't even get me started on Hella. I must have played 13 games in a row oh, against man. Hella. Um, one of the things that so one of the things that uh, that that sticks out to me there is well, first of all, well, I'm going to ask you because you you know you come up with this, so I do have I have questions for you. Okay. So let's say you start a game. Okay. Then yep. this has happened to me a lot recently, um, and I I lost because of it. What do you do on a turn one snap? Against because, the turn one snap? Yes, against. Because you, again, you're at the point where you don't know, you you don't know where they, now maybe they'll, they might play a card and then they snap yeah. right away, or they might just snap off the bat. So, you know, what's your suggestion to do? Just go in there and play it out? Or again, are you looking at your own hand and thinking like, yeah, I really have nothing. Am I going to even waste a cube or do you just stay yeah. in it for the cube? I guess it really depends, right? So Conquest, you know some information about your opponent's deck. So right. you could possibly look at the location and see if that gives you any information. Let's just, for, for the ease of this, let's just concentrate on ladder. Sure. Playing against one opponent. Yeah. So yep. I, the, the thing you need to do on a turn one snap, because it happens, sometimes those are bully snaps, people just wanting to climb quickly. Like you were saying, yep. I'm going to get these cubes back. So somebody might just snap turn one because they're angry or something. Yep. But generally, you know, we're going to respect snaps from our opponent. So look at the location. Does the location Is the location the one that's plus two energy whenever a creature is destroyed here or a character mm. is destroyed here, right? If you're playing against destroy, that's pretty darn good. And that's terrible for you. Yep. So if it's a location like that, you can, you can retreat um, unless you have a way to benefit from that location as well. If there, if there's no information, let's say it's, um, I don't know. What, what's the one is draw one card, right? That yeah. Helps out or like daily evenly, bugle or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It helps players, both players out uh, evenly. So there's not really any information gain. There. There's no advantage given there. So you have to then look at your hand and see if you have a game plan. If you have a reasonable game plan, like, all right, I have an early play, which leads into my mid play. And, you know, I have a later play. Then you can stick that game out uh, for the two cubes. Now, if you don't, if you look at your hand, you're like, well, this is hot garbage. Uh, I don't have any plays until turn three. Then maybe it's time to retreat. Gotcha. Yeah. And it, and it happened to me a bunch and it happened to me with the Helidex. Uh, yep. and, and, and because I know a lot of them are probably snapping if they have their combo. So if they have yep. their Hella nine times out of 10, they're snapping. And it's like, and then you think to yourself, and I, you know, I can see where you come up with the, with, you know, with what you did because the mentality a lot of the time is, but I haven't even seen a card yet. Yep. And so, that's okay. yeah, uh, you know, obviously you will lose, two cubes later right. on but it's not something you want to snap into if you start you know if you stuck around you, you got that both players draw a card I'm like okay i've got a decent hand here and then hella starts popping off discarding all their stuff they put down yep. the invisible woman and turn five they drop a card behind it probably modok yeah um you do not have to stay in that game right yep. you're like oh all right hella's doing its thing but you know sometimes that doesn't really work out for them and they drop that lady sif and you see that hella go away and you're like haha mm -hmm. all right now time for me. I'm going to step back. Yep. Yep. And, I, you know, to to Gunny's point and why this is so why it works out so well when you when you do when you follow this kind of thing is because, you know, again, I many times I'm like, I'm assuming incorrectly, probably that they OK, they can't possibly have this hella every time I'm playing. I was yeah. playing the, the same person in Conquest. So it was a Conquest match. And I'm like. Game. Yeah, there's no way they, they, you can't possibly get. And I said this on my pod. I went on a rant. I, I rant sometimes on my podcast. Oh yeah, I but I, <laughs> I'm starting I to get famous. We have it every day. Yes, I'm, I'm possibly rant. I'm getting famous for ranting. I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, well, listen, I'm old. I can rant. Um, but 
yeah. So like it happens so many games in a row and I'm like, no way. There's just no way they're going to get this guy. And they do every single time they pull off the combo. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I get, and then that's when you say the emotion starts to get into it. Cause then you're like, all right, I've had it now. I, I just want to beat this dude. I don't care what I have to do. I just want to be, and you're not thinking straight and stuff like that. So that's where Lambie's advice yeah. comes into play because you let that start to get to you. And the next thing you know, you're, you're losing the game and you're losing the match or whatever the case might be. Um, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely great. It's, 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 it's awesome. Uh, yep. and, uh, and the tips you come up with are, are really, really good. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, but that's, and, and there's just, you got to figure out how to get around it. Right. So you are playing against that, that hell of this card deck and you're playing your galactic deck and you play Alioth in your galactic deck. I do. Okay, so right, maybe your entire game plan doesn't center around Galactus anymore. Maybe your game plan switches to I'm going to get priority and I'm going to drop this uh, Alioth onto that Invisible Woman. Yeah, it's just you got you got to be able to switch on the fly like that and come up with a, a good alternative game plan because if you if you wipe out their Modok Hella, like that's a great play. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I think I was playing. What was I playing yesterday? I think I was playing a Darkhawk deck too. So I was I was doing Darkhawk Rock Slide. Uh, Korg, I think Grandmaster was in there too for that. The Black Widow was in there and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So now I think I may have had Mystique in the deck too for the Dark Hawk. So that's what I was playing against it. But man, oh man, hella every single time. <laughs> it's just yep. like, yeah. But it's it's very very uh, it's very very prevalent uh, that deck is now for whatever reason. But I mean, people like having fun, right? It's, yeah, it's a very sure. fun deck to play. Yeah. I mean, if they don't know where all the power is going, then you can't plan for it mm -hmm. either. Yeah, that's I mean, very I, true. And again, I think it comes down to the Galactus uh, call earlier, right? How many times are you beating a Galactus player and not knowing it? Um, yep. you know, whenever you play against Hella, you, you, there are there. I've been had plenty of games where Hella screws over the the Hella player and it just puts yes. all the points into one lane. And I'm like, one, ah, yep. well, yep. I'm glad I stuck this game out. I, I didn't really <laughs> have a chance, but I won with my three points in this one lane, and you have 48 in another lane. <laughs> and I've played Hella before too. I've had that happen to me. But you don't remember those games. You remember whenever the Hella put the, all the points exactly where it had to go. Yeah, None of the points true. went to this other lane. If if one more card went or went over there, you you did everything right. Like yeah, yeah, that's, okay. that's true. But it just feels it, bad, right? Yeah, it is. They it's, got because they got because they got so lucky. They got they, so lucky. That's what. Yep, that's exactly what I say all the time. How the heck could you have got? Yeah, that it's absolutely hundred percent. Um, but yeah, you you know. It's hard. Yeah. Regardless of whether you're a casual player or whether you're not, it's it's still a game. And ultimately, you want to win the game. And yeah. it, it's just what it comes down to. No matter what kind of way you're playing, you just you want to win. But well, and I, I think players want to have agency over their game. It kind of goes, yes. you know, I think Hella and Galactus fall in kind of the same area. Whereas like the, the things I did up to this point didn't matter really. Yep. Um, you know, you're, you're playing against a player who they don't know where their points are going, so yep. it could be good. It could be bad. How yep. do you plan for that? You know, I think most players want to play a mid range game where like you do a thing, I do a thing, you do a thing. And whoever made the minute adjustment correctly, like won a game, like people remember those games, like that feels good. hundred percent. You lose a game like that. You give the fist bump. You're like, man, that was, was it? how many uh, conquest yep. matches have you played where it's come down to both of you being at, at two cubes left. And then they win. And you still felt yep. good about that game. You're like, man, yep. that was a good conquest yep. match. My opponent really did a good job. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. So just having that agency makes people feel good. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very true. Uh, it's, a, it's a blue-white control deck, right? You as a as a mono back black player, yes. you had oh no God. agency over that game. You were going <laughs> oh God, to lose dude. when you sat down, right? I, oh yeah, it was over. Like I, well, the minute I, I think oh, Gunny and I were talking about playing Magic uh, back in the day, and I, I remember going to a tournament. Um, it was in New Jersey, so it was a state away from me. And you know, we all went up there, all gung ho with our decks, thinking we're gonna. And I and I got through the first couple of rounds. So it was a, I think it was. Uh, in order to get to the final 10, you had to win four rounds. I think it was in order to get to the final 10 in there. So uh, I won my first two pretty easily. And then I got to, you know, I'm watching. And of course you go around to the tables and you see what other people are playing. And I'm seeing people with blue, white, blue, white, blue, white. And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> like it was, I can, I can beat anything with the deck that I have. Uh, red was a problem back then uh, with the direct damage and stuff that they would have the players and the, the lightning bolt and the fireball cards and stuff like that. Um, but I would waylay that. So I'm like, all right, uh, you know, unless I get one of these blue and sure enough, I come up across a, a blue white player in the next round. And he, and like you said, he waxed me. There was no way I was going to beat him. Uh, no matter what he did, he'd get that perfect card down that he need, which was, uh, we, I, I said it was called a moat where your creatures mm -hmm. couldn't attack. And I'm just yep. sitting there with nothing to do. And I'm like, yep, nope. <laughs> There's and nothing feels, I'm going to do. It here. just feels bad. It does. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. You're right. You're right. All right. I Jeff, like, so, okay, go ahead. Yep. No, no, no. Go ahead. So we had spoken uh, about you know possibly pointing at some things. You you said you're at 83 right now, and your yes. goal is to make 90, like we talked yep, about yep. In that that free 500 uh, 500 gold. Mm -hmm. So I think, do you have an image of your Galactus deck we could pull up? I wish I did, but I could read it out to you. Okay, I could show you what I have. Um, let's see here. Let me pull it up really quickly. I I just switched it actually, so I'm playing. Okay. A little bit of a different way that I was playing from before, um, but here, let me get it up. It's um, okay. So you on, your, on your on your iPad or anything, can you send me a screenshot? Uh, yeah, I should be able to. Hold on one yeah, second. Yeah, perfect. Well, while you're doing that, so here's what I'd like to do. I've done this with some players in the past uh, on my on the Marvel Snaps and Discord and around different places. They you know, said they had troubles, uh, and I've just kind of looked at their deck, and I've talked about some of my snapping tips, and I want to okay, do that with nice. you, Joe. I want to yeah, sure. break it down and see if we could figure out what are your early snap conditions? Uh, you know, when are we running away? Um, how just are we, sent it over know, to you. What are my big plays? You know, let me go ahead and take a look here. Okay. All right. Perfect. Got it. Okay. So we can talk. You want to read the deck list off? Yeah, absolutely. So this is called now. This was not a list that I did. So I want to, you know, I just want to say that outright. I did see it on, uh, I saw it on X. So, and I thought, oh, you remember okay, who? let me give this a swing. Yeah. So do you remember um, who it was? I don't, I don't That's remember. Right. And I said, if anybody else remembers, too. please let us know. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this was posted as Galactus Ghost. So that's uh, whoever posted it. I, I was going to go around and look for it today, but I didn't find it. But it is not my deck. I just want to make that clear. Um, it's Nebula, Ghost Spider, Spec, uh, Celine, sorry, Daredevil, Jeff, Ravona, Green Goblin, Wave, Hobgoblin, Eliath, Galactus, and Orca. Nice. All right, so let's start breaking this down. First off, my my tip one, know your big plays. What are your big plays in this deck? Like, what, what are the haymakers? What's the finisher? The finisher play is Galactus Eliath. Yep. Or it could be Galactus Orca. Or yep. it, it could also be, if I don't get Galactus out, it could be Orca just to win a single lane. Yeah, right? You, like, throw a bunch of negative power in one lane. They think that you're going to uh, do your, your Galactus thing over there, so they try to stuff it. And yep. then you, you know, win that other lane that you weren't playing in with that Orca. So yep. now we know our big plays. 
But most likely, those are, you know, three cards in your deck. And if you draw any one of them, that's not necessarily equals a win. Correct. So what are your early snap conditions? So how, how do how do we figure that out? Is we look at our hand and we think about, like, what would we really, like, what card do you draw in here? And you're like, man, I'm really glad I drew that. An example is starting with a Nebula on turn one, right? Yep. So if, yep. if you if you have, you know, a turn one Selene with a, with a Goblin in hand, you're like, Oh, that's a, that's a decent play, right? It's a play right. on curve. But if you have a Nebula turn one, you're like, hey, we're cooking with fire now. Yep. Yeah, because so, that's going to give me priority early uh, yep. most times. Uh, or so, force yep. somebody to play there, right? It's, yep. it's doing the thing you want to do. Yep. All right, so, you know, we, we've already picked that out, that that uh, Nebula on turn one. What is yep. another, you know, maybe good series of cards that you want to see you know, I actually would make a big difference? Like a Daredevil does okay. Daredevil's okay, like, but he's not. Yeah, he's not a game-winning card. I'd probably say Ravona. Yeah, right. Ravona getting uh, reducing the cost of your cards is really, really good. Yeah. So if you're looking at something like uh, Ravona in a Goblin, yeah. maybe that uh, that Hobgoblin, like maybe that is an early snap condition. Another example here might be um, Celine with one yeah. of your Goblins. Yeah, right? Celine with like, Green Goblin or with, yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. And yep. especially whenever you're starting to see those combos come together of Celine and Ravona and a Goblin, right? Yep. Uh, another good early snap condition might just be uh, a goblin in your hand with a wave and a Galactus. You're like, mm, oh, okay, hold on, like that. I mean, and tell me if I'm wrong. I've never played Galactus myself, but oh, I, I okay. know the play patterns, right? Mm -hmm. So if you see some of those cards coming together, um, and you're pretty highly likely to draw one of your game finishers, um, right. then you want to snap on that early. You want to snap on the, that turn two, three, or four, uh, and your goal there is is you want to force your opponent you want to snap into it man this is this is the cards i want to see i'm going to snap early into it because i'm going to force my opponent to pay to see my cards you said that you played poker as a, a young man right i did there yep. are times where you bet on all right I, statistically speaking i am favored so i'm going to bet that i will continue this favoritism and there are times where it comes to bite you in the butt right you you might not draw that or that orca to finish the game that happens but if you drew the other combo pieces up to that to that point you're very likely to be able to finish that game out yeah yeah no absolutely that's a i i've i've said this often it's if you're if you play poker you're and you were not even necessarily that good at it, but you know, if you played it enough, you're probably going to be pretty good at this game because a lot of it really is, you know, you're, you're kind of like you're saying, you're, you're betting to see other cards. You're betting on what you've got uh, as opposed to yeah. what they got. So yeah, so, I, I, I want to, I want to ask you a question and tell me if you think this is nuts. Mm -hmm. Almost every one of my games has a snap in it. Oh wow! Okay, either I'm either I'm snapping or my opponent is snapping. There are times where both players will dirtle around and nobody yep. really do anything, and we're gonna go to two cubes and see who dirtled the best. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I am snapping, and if I'm not snapping, I'm probably retreating. Again, there are those two cube games that I'll just kind of stick out if if both players. But even if my opponent is in an advantageous position and it's a two cube game, I'm gonna retreat. I snap into my good hands that I want to play, and I retreat whenever that's not true. Mm, that's good yeah do you now uh, do you see yourself doing that or do you think you could benefit from maybe taking advantage of those earlier snaps uh, well that's yeah no so that's definitely i i you know from what you had mentioned it's something that i definitely don't do enough of yeah. with the early snapping so you want, I, to know the, you want to know the main problem with that what and, is uh, and especially when it comes to climbing mm -hmm. is you are then relying 
on your opponent to snap for you. Oh, yeah, that's and true. winning those four and eight cube games from your opponent whenever they have already seen the good things. They're like, man, my hand is so good. I'm going to snap into it. And you're like, I mean, I think I got a pretty good hand. So mm. I'm going to stick it. I think I'm just going to try to see if I could beat their play because they think they're doing good. Instead, you be that guy. You be yeah. the one that's snapping and saying, man, I've got a good hand. I'm going to do it. And your opponent goes, and this is why you snap early too, right? Because whenever you snap early, your opponent has to think for a second. Like, I got a, I got a decent hand. It might not be the best, mm. but if I draw the right cards, then it might be good. But you've already seen the things coming. Like, take a lot of one cube losses and then win those four cubes every once in a while. Like, yep. I, I lose a lot of two and four cube games. It just happens because I'm an aggressive snapper, but I make up for it time and time again because of those, those early gets. And I catch people, these tips that I'm giving people do them. They do things like snap. And if they accept the snap or they snap you back, like they have to stick around. Like I, I, how many times have you sat in a game, been to eight cubes and like, how did my opponent think they were going to win? Yes. Yeah. And on the, at the same note, I've done, uh, I've done a few where, I snapped into eight and I thought, how the hell did I think I was going to win this game? I just told you, I just told you about it. Like I lost eight cubes two days ago. I know sorry, yesterday because I didn't, I refused to leave a game. I definitely should have. So anyways, I think we broke down that, why that early snap is good. We, we know what your, your snap can, or your big play is, you know, what your early snap conditions are. Um, so I, I think you could benefit from that. Most good players can climb much more quickly if they're not relying on their opponents to get more cubes, right? So if they're not yep. trying to, to wait till they snap for them, they're just not confident. Like have that confidence, do it, snap into it, snap yep. into your good hands. It feels so good. You're like, yes, this is a snap. That's and awesome. don't do it on turn five. Don't wait till turn at turn five. You've already given it all away. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm I'm in a dominating position. I'm going to snap because I know I'm going to win. And your opponent goes, oh, yeah, I mean, you're obviously going to win. Yep. There, there are tons of games where I would probably stick around for two cubes and my opponent snaps. I'm like, oh, all right, I guess I'm out. Yep. And that's and there's there's the other issue. <laughs> Too often I wait until the end. And that, you know, what's funny, but all through this, I think. Getting burned that first time in infinite, I think really, really, really got to me. And after yeah. that point, I was like, I'm not now. I just kind of like, you know, I don't know if there's a term for it, but maybe a term that I would call it would be safe snap. Yeah. I would, I, I'll you wait. You want to wait. You yep. want to wait till you know you're going to uh, win. Yep. 100%. But then you're never going to climb. How many yep. times have you waited till you know you're going to win? You snap and your opponent retreats. Yes. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> just take those two cubes it's yep. free it's free two cubes you already know you're gonna win yep. it's the same as if you were to do that again the next game except for you were raced one game you don't have to do that for one more game yep yeah that's great man i mean it, it's I, I love it because uh there's there's psychology to it uh yeah. there's the, you know there, there really is you have to like you were saying it's like anything else it's like anything in life you have to have confidence in what you're doing Yep. Um, and if you don't, then there's no reason you should really be sticking around. It's And again, you, you could look at it from a poker standpoint, too. If they don't have confidence in their hand, uh, you know, you, you watch some of these poker tournaments and stuff on ESPN and see these big time poker players yep. playing for millions of dollars. Uh, you know, they're not going to risk 
uh, a, a million. They'll take a little bit of a loss, like you were yeah. saying, but they're not going to risk a big, big, huge loss on a hand that they don't think is going to win a game. Yeah, just so, statistically speaking, we, we talked about this earlier, level, or the, the playing like a robot. Statistically speaking, if you are playing a decent deck, which which most of the listeners, if you're listening to content, then you are playing a decent deck, probably not just some jank you threw together. Yeah. Um, so if you're playing a decent deck with a good cube or win rate, um, and you use good tactics for your snapping, then you're going to climb. Uh, I will tell you this, uh, my second level up, I talked about my first level up moment coming up with this list. My yeah. second level up moment was that same video you were talking about when, when Lambie talked about playing like a robot, playing yeah. the same way over and over again. My climb to top 10,000 was much more difficult than my climb to top 500 because I had so much anxiety for it. Top 1000 was the same way. I had so much anxiety and I kept getting close and losing and whatnot. Yeah. My top, my climb to top 500 was a breeze. Like I just played the same. Like I, in my last video, it was funny. I talked about this uh, on one of the losses that I played that it was an eight cube game. I lost four cubes. If I had won that game, I was going into top 500, which is obviously the goal yeah. that I had. But I know if I play the same way every time, it's going to happen eventually. So I took yeah. that retreat. I took that four cube retreat against a destroyed deck because I got into a little bit better advantageous position than I was. There was no way for me to win. I wanted it. I wanted it so bad. But if I lose eight cubes, then I go that much further back. That's true. That's yeah, that's very true. That's a great way to think about it because, you, you know, a lot of times you're chasing you're chasing a rainbow. You're chasing that eight yeah. cubes because you want that big win. And like you, like you said earlier, you, when you're at in the nineties or 98, whatever you want the eight cubes because you want to get to the goal. So then you're like, all right, I'm just going for this. And then you end up losing. And then that's when it starts. The other thing Lambie said too, in that video, which I absolutely love. And I took to heart was a step away from the game when you know, you're just yeah. on a bad losing streak. It happens. Yes, it, it really does. Um, and, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners out there, you've, you've heard this kind of, you've, you've, you've been through this kind of thing um, where you just can't seem to win. Um, and like he said, just get away, step away from the game. Uh, yeah, a lot of people... all... And you don't necessarily even have to step away from the game altogether, but like maybe don't play on ladder. <laughs> yeah. Change the Yeah. That's a good point. Change the conquest. Go, yeah. yeah. Go on to untap, find a cool deck that you want to toy around with. Cause yeah. generally speaking, whenever you grab a new deck that you're just trying on conquest, like if you lose, you don't feel bad about it. You're like, right. oh, yeah, I'm just learning this deck, right? That's like, a good point. If you still have time to play and you want to be playing the game, go for it. But maybe just go over to Conquest. Go to go do something, you know, play a different deck that you don't maybe li mind losing with or something. That's a good point. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And in fact, I do that. And uh, I do that now. If I'm on ladder and I'm getting a little frustrated, I go over to Conquest. And yeah, yeah that's a good point. Play something play around, different. Do something different. You know, try out yeah. the big dumb idiots if you just want to mindlessly think about playing snap and do some hammer curls in between turns. <laughs> oh, squad. man, that's awesome, dude. I love it. I love it. So, you know, this, like I said, I think this is fantastic uh, for the people who are listening. Um, again, you know, the list is up there for you to see. Well, most of it anyway, but I'll, I'll share the list and I'll share, obviously, uh, his, his video as well, because it's really cool, dude. And I, I really, you know sometimes when you have people doing content and everything, they kind of want to follow the same route that everybody else does mm -hmm. because you kind of see people having success and you're like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to stream this game online. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have a, a community and we're just going to play the game together and all this kind of stuff, which is what a lot of them do. And that's cool. But 
what I like about it is, is you're actually trying to help others play well um, in your streams. And, uh, you know, the video that you had out is really cool. It's it's turn by turn stuff. I love how you're able to stop the game in between and, and explain what you did. I think it's good stuff, man. Uh, love that you thought of it. And uh, I think it's really going to help out a lot of people. Yeah, I really hope so. Again, Rising Tide rages as all ships. I just want people to have fun. The more people have fun and enjoy this game, the more you know money is going to go into it, the more attention is going to go into it, and then you know it just makes the game better for me because then that means that the game will last longer. So I do have some homework for you, though. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I, I, whenever I give these tips to people and I sit down and talk to them about their their gameplay and their their deck or whatever, uh, yeah. I like to send them. I like to focus on two parts in particular and i think the two i want you to focus on is snapping into your early plays okay and then um coupled with making sure you're retreating like you if you don't have a game plan yep. retreating appropriately if you can do those two things i want to hear back from you and see if if that helps your climb right yep so you're absolutely. gonna know what your early plays are snapping on turns two three and four and then if if those things happen, if, if you snap into those, and then at the same time, when people are snapping you, unless you have a game plan, you're retreating. Yep. And if you get those snaps on turn five, you know, retreating again, unless something crazy happens, you're like, no, no, this guy doesn't have it. Yep. But with those, you know, two things out, like just try focusing on that for your next play session and just let me know. Let me see. Yeah, I'll, I'll oh, see. yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Hey, listen, if it, if you get me to 90, I'll be the biggest proponent of what you got here, dude. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Let's see if we can do it. Let's go. Um, man, uh, it was awesome. Uh, I love this. And like I said, I really, um, you know, when you and I started to talk and you were telling me about what you were doing, um, I, I thought this was, like I said, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, the fact that you, you know, you want to help others play uh, and get better at the game. I think that's, that's, that's amazing. Uh, and I really, really love that. So, um, well, let's see. We've got a couple of minutes left, so uh, yeah, I had a question for you. Go ahead, right? dude. You, yeah, you absolutely. are to, to, to the the people I listen to often. Uh, you are the comic book man. I right? am you a guy. Yes. comic books. Uh, oh, that's I, right. Yeah, that's right. We want to talk about uh, comic books a little bit here. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know how many players out there are not you know huge. I don't want to say Marvel fans. Like I, I love superheroes. It's just not mm -hmm. something I really grew up with. Yep. Um, and I've a little bit you know uh, you know in the deep end with all of the Marvel stuff. Uh, I didn't really, I'm a fantasy guy, so I didn't, I haven't kept up with the movies. Um, so I'd really like a good uh, place to start for maybe a comic book and then a good suggestion for a, a tenable, you know, where, where I can do some of the Marvel movies. Like obviously, Hey, watch all of them, but like, where's a good place? Like, Hey, if, if you start with this series, uh, then maybe you'll be good. And I, and I know I've caught bits and pieces. I've caught a lot of the origin movies and whatnot, right. you know, watch the black Panthers and the standalones, but I haven't watched a whole lot of the, the lore for, you know, the different, like the, the civil war and all that stuff, the different characters and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, so comic book wise, um, there are some good, uh, so we're going into black order. Um, one of the first recommendations I would tell people to read, if you haven't, is read the Infinity Gauntlet comics. Okay. Um, tremendous. The the story, of course, everybody knows the story now. The heroes all go up against Thanos, but it but it is very different. The comics tend to have, and it's almost like when you read a book as opposed to a film. You're going to get a lot more detail in a book than you would from a movie. And being that they, one of the things I didn't like about the switch um, from the comics to the film with that is that they left out death. Okay. Now I know why they did. 
um, it would have been a little hard for people to believe that there's this entity kind of telling Thanos what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, this ghost-like figure, which I, I think would have been cool to see her in there, but they left her out and I get why. I, it just, I don't know if it would resonate with, you know, people who maybe didn't read the comics uh, and, and would have kind of thought, well, why the hell is he listening to this ghost? Um, but she was left out of it and uh, I, I think that, you know, she was Thanos' driving force in those books, but those books are really, really good. Um, uh, especially going into this next season with Thanos. Some of the other ones, I would tell you if you're going to pick up a new comic, uh, there is one. So if you're a Spider-Man fan, and a lot of people are, yep, there's one that really just came out. Like. Yes. <laughs> there's one that just came out. Um, it's uh, Jonathan Hickman uh, wrote it and literally the number one issue. So a lot of times you don't get, you know, comics are going on and on and sometimes you don't get a good jumping point. Yeah. A lot of them are in, you know, hundreds, two hundreds, three hundreds issue. And you're like, it's, it's, it's tough to chew, right? You tell it somebody is. to go read 200 comics. Like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to get involved in a story. It's like anything else. It's like, it's like a, a TV show that you watch and you just come in on episode yeah. 50 or something and you're not, you just have no idea. So this just came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's it's the newest Spider-Man comic that's out. It's Ultimate. It's the Ultimate series. So Ultimate Spider-Man, but they restarted it at number one. Okay. Um, not going to give too much of it away, but it is basically centered around an older Peter Parker. So he's okay. in, his, in his 40s or so. Uncle Ben is still alive. Okay. Uh, and he's married with children. So very, very different take on the character. Um, cool. And it's amazing. Really, really cool. They're only coming out, I think, with issue two in maybe the next week or so. So great and jumping is, on point uh, if is, you've is never that, read it. Do I need to go to a comic book store or do they have digital nope. comics? Nope, absolutely. I, I unfortunately, so I, um, my best man at my wedding, one of my uh, best friends used to have a comic shop. So it was very easy. Uh, you know, he'd save all my books for me. I'd go and I'd get my books every week. Um, now, of course, that shop's closed and I really don't have any places close to me. So where I get mine now is uh, you go to Amazon, uh, get it on the Kindle app. And okay. there's a, they, when you go to Amazon, you look up Amazon Comicsology, uh, C-O-M-I-X. And then you'll see they'll have uh, all the titles there. They'll have the new releases listed there. Okay. Um, you can type in a name and just look them up. Some of the books like I'm reading now, I don't read as much as, I'm, as I used to. But uh, that Spider-Man book, I've read. Um, I'm a big Star Wars fan, too. So I've read uh, Star Wars and Darth yep. Vader. Both have their own comics. Um, anything that comes out that ever has Thanos in it or that ever has uh, Man-Thing in it or that right. Man-Thing was recently in a Hulk comic book. Uh, which That's I saw my homework. And, my homework. Yeah. I'm going to read this Ultimate Spider-Man. It's I'm fantastic. Gonna I'm going to put it on my iPad. Seems like a great, you know, almost the same size as a comic book. Yep, yep. It's fantastic. That's exactly how I read mine now. Exactly cool. how I read them. So I appreciate uh, that, Jaron. What about movies? Man, movies. You said you've seen the origin stories. Yeah, I've seen most of the origin stories. So you I saw Cap, I, Iron Man, all that kind of yep, stuff, I, that, yep. and, and Hulk, and everything. Okay. Did you see? Um, I would direct you to, did you see Winter Soldier? I don't remember if I've seen Winter Soldier. Captain America Winter Soldier is excellent. Okay. Is that um, the one so where he fights against Bucky? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's excellent. Well, probably one of the best movies they've done. I may uh, have seen that one, but it's it's been a while. Like, So being yeah. in the military, we have movies on all the time. So I catch yep. bits and pieces of pretty much everything. Yep. So I could just be confused. You know where else I would tell you to watch now, too? And especially because now I'm going back and watching them again. Uh -huh. um, only because the MCU is directing now towards this. So uh, Echo just came out recently. Yep. Now Echo is centering around the Kingpin again. 
Okay. Kingpin, of course, came from the Daredevil series that was on Netflix. Now, what yep. they did was they took all of these series and they made them canon. So these are now official to the MCU where they weren't before. Okay. So I would tell you if you hadn't watched a lot of those, especially because now apparently the way they're looking at this, there was a comic too that this is coming from. It was called Mayor Kingpin. So basically the Kingpin ended up becoming mayor of New York. He ran yep. for mayor, he won, and then he outlawed vigilantes in New York City. So okay. basically no Spider-Man, no Punisher, none of these guys, they were all outlaws. And he had a uh, superhumans that worked for him that would end up taking them and throwing them in a jail cell if they found them anywhere. Yeah. So that's, that's probably where they're headed with this. But I would, if you haven't, uh, watch the Daredevil series. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's a lot. I think there were three seasons. But it's very, very that's good. That's still chewable, right? I could do yeah. three seasons. Like, oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And they're, the, the episodes are like 50 minutes or so each. Yeah. Um, but as to where they're going next, I think that's going to be the movies are the only movie they have coming out this year is the Deadpool film the Deadpool three, which mm -hmm. is the, the only one that's coming out this year because of the writer strike and everything like that, that they yep. had. Um, but the following year, then you're going to start to get, I know fantastic four is coming, which I'm super excited for. And why Galactus, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that's cool. coming out next year. Um, and they're, they're going to start they're, what they're going to do and what the plans supposedly are is they're going to reset their universe. So come a film called Secret Wars, which is another book I would tell you to pick up if you haven't read it. Um, that is basically going to reset their their MCU. And then they're going to bring in the X-Men, cool. uh, kind of restart them again. Um, and, and, and that leads to so many things. In the book, that's where Spider-Man got his black costume and you had the whole Venom thing. Uh, so... Yeah. So, but I would, I would tell you to start with the Netflix ones, like, cause they're on Disney plus now too. Yep. Um, I would say, you know, watch Daredevil's excellent. Uh, the fight scenes in that, some of the best fight scenes I've ever seen in, cool. uh, in any Marvel uh, stuff. D'Onofrio plays Kingpin amazingly well. And also the Punisher series. Punisher is also. I have watched back. the Punisher series. I watched very, very good. Yep. Very, very good with John Barenthal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Punisher was actually in Daredevil season two for half okay. the season. Cool. So, yeah, but that's that's where I would tell you to go, because they're kind of in between stuff now with the films where, you know, you had Endgame and since Endgame there there were some good ones that came out. But the eh, people are kind of really like wishy washy about them a little bit. Um, I know the newest Ant-Man people didn't love with Kang in it. And, uh, you know, they, they're just not uh, not doing as well. In fact, some of them like the, the Marvels I didn't even see yet. I'm waiting for that to come on Disney Plus. But um, but yeah, that's that's where I would tell you to start because I think I'm that's where the future is heading. I'm, so. I'm hoping there's other players out there that could you know kind of fall in my same category of not having a whole lot of good Marvel lore and can take advantage of this advice as well. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and I've told anybody they can they can come to me for like I said I'm I'm a wealth of useless comic book knowledge, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I just loved it, man. I, I've been, um, you know, being a little bit older, um, I've grown up with a lot of this stuff. I was reading Spider-Man books when I was probably five years old in like 1974, 75. So, I, you know, uh, you know, I joke about I have that weekends with Agatha thing that I do on, on uh, every yep. week on my on my and, and where that came from is an old Doctor Strange comic book that I owned was an oversized, they called them giant size comics. They were just like double or triple the size of a regular book. And I saw her in there and it actually kind of freaked me out a little when I was a kid, cause she was a witch. 
Yeah. Uh, and she was drawn like a witch. She's old gray hair, you know, that the lines in her face and a black cat. She was, you know, and that's where I, I came up with it. When I saw her in that series in WandaVision, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Agatha Harkness. That's fantastic. Um, so and I, I just love all this. I really do. I'm such a big fan of it all. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy seeing the, the, the things on the big screen. When I first saw Thanos, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting in my in my seat at the end and seeing the, the post credit scene. And I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm like, oh, my God, is that Thanos? Is that Thanos? And sure enough, he turns around. I'm like, yes, yes. Thanos is in the film. Um, cool. So, yeah, man, I, I it's so great. Uh, you know, never thinking I'd ever see really any of this. Um, back when I was younger, you know, we had Superman, of course, with Chris Reeve, and then we had Batman in the 80s or late 80s, 89, Michael Keaton's Batman. But other than that, you really never saw any of this. And now, me getting to see this stuff on the big screen and the comic books kind of come to life, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I bet it's really awesome. Um, and that's why I love this game. <laughs> I love it for the characters and I love it because uh, of what it, of what's in there. So yeah, man, I love it. Well, thanks for asking. I appreciate that. That is going to probably do it for us. We've been here for a while and yeah. thank you so much Gunny for coming out and giving me some of your time and your tips and stuff like that. I'm definitely going to put those to use. Uh, probably as soon as I get off the show, I'm going to try it a little bit here Okay, and I'm going to see how it goes. Cause I want to, I want to, I want to hit Play 90. Like a robot. Play like wanna, a robot. Yes. You will, you will get there. Yes, I'm going to play like a robot. I'm going to remember to snap early. Uh, and yes, I love it, man. I am definitely going to do that. Uh, before we head out, tell our uh, listeners or my listeners where you can be found. Well, I guess mainly two, I guess three locations now that I have a YouTube. But I do have my YouTube, which is uh, Snap Tactics. Um, you can probably look it up uh, there. I have the 12 best steps for your climb to infinite. That is the, the first video I released. Um, you can also find me floating around random discords. I am Chad underscore uh, Gunny T underscore Tompkins. And then you could find me on X at at the Chad USMC. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Make sure and go check that out. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Go check out that video. Um, when's your next one coming? Do you have any idea yet? You know, so I told you I, I, we had this conversation in the past, mm -hmm. whereas I don't have any real um, timeline uh, yeah. for putting out my videos because I want to make sure I continue to have fun. Yep. Uh, I have two YouTube channels in the past. The tabletop game one for the mm -hmm. Gaslands cars. I was on a strict, strict timeline. It gave me so much anxiety and I, I, I feel bad to this day about it. Yeah. Uh, where, and I have another one where I just make tabletop terrain whenever the heck I feel like it. And I still love that channel. I do want to do more frequently than I released for that one. But my guess is uh, one every week or two. Okay. All right. Very good. That is my goal. Because I, awesome. I, you know, I, I just spend quite a bit of time editing them and, and try to make them look very good as well. I can vouch for the fact that uh, the, the guys like Gunny that do that kind of stuff, uh, it is not easy to do. And there is a lot of work that goes into that stuff. Uh, just so you know, uh, those of you that watch and you see all these awesome looking uh, videos, they take a lot of work. So yes, I will. Uh, I, I uh, a friend of mine does a similar thing, and it is it is a lot of work. So I get it. Well, make sure you check it out. Go check out that video on his YouTube page. Check him out on X as well. Uh, and obviously with me, I've got some more interviews coming up in the next week or so. So I'm usually trying to have one a week on the channel. And then, of course, the audio podcast is already out. I got that out a little bit earlier today. Came out a little earlier than it normally does. So go check that out and you can hear me rant about something because Joe, that's what I, that's what Joe, I do. We got breaking news. Uh-oh. I got to throw this at the end here. All right. 
Sure. Glazer talked to me in the Discord while I was on this, and he said that we could mention it. So we, can, we have something big coming out, right? You, 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 you like to do interviews, radio DJ. News. This is the first place where we're hearing from it for the Love masses. It. Let's is go. There's going to be a, a league, a Marvel Snap League, starting probably in March. We still need to hammer out some details, but it's going to be a, a month-long league um, where you play one game a week uh, against different players. We'll be cut into a top eight. Those players will play off over the course of a week. So it's a tournament where other people, you, you're not doing it all on one day. You don't have to give a whole day. You're going to do the, your one game, your one match for a week, and then you're going to record your results. But we're, you know, we've got a lot of big names already in on it. I don't want to throw any uh, names in there yet, just in case they, you know, can't make it for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, there are content creators and people who have played in big tournaments that are going to be participating in this league. And anyone can participate uh, if they're a $1 Patreon uh, for the Snap Judgments. So That's you're hearing fantastic. it live first, Joe. There you go. Takes me back to my breaking news days. All right, let's go. Get excited. That's awesome news. Uh, one of the things you don't see is a lot of, and I know people have asked for a lot more tournament type things. Uh, we've seen the creators tournament, of course, but again, that's, that's you know, uh, left to just the creators that get in there. But listen, go do it. A dollar? Come on. That's nothing. Go do it. Get the dollar ready. Go out. Have some fun. Play in a uh, play in a tournament. That's amazing stuff, man. Uh, I love it. Uh, and thank you. Appreciate Glazer for uh, for letting you know that you, that uh, we could talk about that. That's absolutely awesome. So you heard it here first, folks. You got it first, uh, Joe. <laughs> I got a scoop. Woo! <laughs> that's great, man. Thank you so much for doing that, uh, guys. That's gonna do it for me here tonight for Snap Decisions. Again, I will be back with another video next week. Check out the podcast. Of course, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, and all the other podcast platforms. Make sure you like and subscribe the video, or like the video, subscribe to my channel as well if you would. Uh, helps me out with the uh, you know the whole YouTube thing. Please do that and leave some comments. I will always respond to anyone's comments as well. So hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something from it. I know I have. Have a great rest of your night, guys, and we'll talk to you all soon. Take care, everybody. I'll see you again. If only I had spidey senses.